Hey, thanks for tuning in to Destroy All Clickbait, the internet's hottest site for cool singles to write misleading or inflammatory articles in a desperate attempt to generate revenue for our corporate masters. I'm Adam, with me as always are Ing and Avi. Hello, folks. Happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> yes, we will all die. No, this is the year we don't wow. die. That's, that's a wonderful opening. Well, I mean, we will. She's not wrong. We will all die. That is the way it happens. No, this is no, this is Torchwood Miracle Day. No one dies this year. Why is Torch? I'm seeing Torchwood reference as much a lot. as they want to because they're stuck in a Torchwood story. I, I I'm seeing all these references to Torchwood out of the blue lately, and I'm like, why is everyone referencing Torchwood all of a sudden? I thought we had comfortably forgot about Torchwood and we're all the happier for it. Anyway. Uh... <clears throat> well, anyway, it's been it was quite a... That, that 2008 was definitely uh, quite a century um, that we lived through. Um, and... It was a thing okay, that happened. Adam the... Adam, the year felt very long, but it wasn't actually a century. Oh, well, that's... it was five years, <laughs> not a hundred. <laughs> I spent two thousand and eighteen, the five-year year. Yep, it's like uh, I think it was Groucho Marx who spent. You know, I can't stand Pittsburgh. I spent a horrible year there one week. You know, anyway. <laughs> oh, <God>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly uh... that. It was that, except for the entire year and everywhere, basically. Okay, no, legit, 2018 felt so long. I had a moment where I realized I was vastly overestimating my age by about four years. <laughs> so it was five years packed into one year, that's why. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't, I had thought I was 34 and didn't stop and get the correction. And and didn't figure it out until I actually stopped and did the math. Wow. We're the same age. <laughs> wow. I did not I didn't know it was Time is clearly moving much more subjectively. Yeah. So Well, and there's also the fact that men don't have the same biological issues that women do as far as that's concerned. So that's also probably oh, honestly, with the way that time seemed to be moving more subjective and clearly not proper, I thought it was entirely possible I could have lapped you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It can. <sighs> it's possible. It could. Uh, times were. If we were. If if Ing was on a spaceship, uh, or if Avi was on a spaceship moving at the speed of light. That's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. Then yes, Ing could have lapped her. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. physics. It's all physics, I mean, it's all physics. Well, we don't really need a spaceship. If we had a centrifuge... Yeah, that moved to the speed of light, we would all be jelly if we were in that thing. Well, I don't think you're... If we shot at uh, Avi and me at each other in the particle accelerator... <laughs> From... If, uh, if Avi is fired out There's of... There's no way this idea is bad! If Avi is fired out of a cannon in Los Angeles at 9.05 a.m. <laughs> Please, no of... math. No, no math. We are not a math podcast. <laughs> are there math podcasts? I... Maybe we should become a math podcast. That would be cool. No. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this chorus of hatred for math, yes. So, um, what were we going to do? What were we going to look at tonight? What are we starting with first... tonight? How about the 25-year-old? The 25-year-old? Yes. Oh, yes, the 25-year-old and their right. budget breakdown. 
Yeah, we. This... I don't think we've ever gotten pissed off at CNBC. No, we have yet to get pissed <laughs> off at CNBC. But this is this is a pretty good reason to get pissed off at CNBC. First Another time reason for is everything. the minute is that their website immediately opens up with one of those do you want to subscribe pop-ups uh-huh. and then another one asking me to turn my ad blocker off yep it has yet to do that to me thank goodness but then again i also yes. technically use two different ad blocker programs yep. so yep. so do i clearly That's... i need to get a third you need to yep. use uBlock. <laughs> uBlock is one uh yeah apparently I, a friend of mine gave me like he said he uses four to get absolutely all of them. Oh, That's wow. the only way. The only way to really get rid of all of them. Because there's uBlock and then there's uBlock Origin. One only has 36 yeah. and the other one has 38 blocked. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even, no, but it's different. Co- like uBlock is clearly the same company, but just doing something slightly different. And this is yeah. even more than that. But anyway. Uh, so, yes, this article, which, and this Again, it seems like it came out in, like, 2014, but it was only a week or two ago that this came out. Um, and it's the budget breakdown of a 25-year-old who makes 100000 a year and is excellent with money by Emmy Martin for CNBC. Um, CNBC make it about success, I guess, and money. Yeah. Um, well, first of all... And again, I'm not American, so I'm not 100% on all the price, but a 25-year-old who makes $100,000 a year, right off the bat... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And second of all, if you actually look at his budget, that number doesn't make any sense, because if you times that by 12 months, it's more than that. (laughs) Right? Or did I math wrong? I might have math wrong. No, wait. Well, it does say typical monthly spending, not absolute month right but, but there's also a problem. no 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 it doesn't it doesn't reach uh over a hundred thousand okay yeah but even if that's the case what this person is also having to absolutely do is not have any bad luck wait hold right. on fucking bullshit his rent in boston is 825 well, dollars that month? was that was the big one everyone mm. called blue oh Whistle he lives on. in a shared house with four roommates yeah like one, right. of, one of the things says is that he's smart to keep his rent low and it's just kind of like not everyone can do that depending on where you have to live for your job <laughs> right like that's more uh, that's american money uh, and I live in Toronto, where the rent is not crazy, and I'm kind of on the edge, mm-hmm. and that's still quite a bit more than I spend for... <laughs> and I've got a good deal on rent, and that's right. still quite a bit more than I spend on rent. Um, like, I... I and, and I mean, of course, that is, as you say, he's splitting it with four other people and a dog, or whatever and- that's worth. And he's, and he's just saving money for the sake of saving money, which is just kind of like, not everyone has that benefit, unfortunately. <laughs> I would absolutely save a ton of my savings if I could. If I made $100,000 a year, I'd stick $50,000 of it away every year, and that, I'd be great. I could retire in, like, 10 years. It would be amazing. But most people are not actually able to do this. So, I mean, if you look at... The thing that he does, apparently, or his main... He's got a couple different things I think he does for income, but the main thing uh, is that he he's a tutor. um, And he tutors people who are going to Harvard and MIT. So this is something you could only do at Boston, obviously. Um, And 
even then, I think somebody mentioned the like, okay, this guy is way overcharging for tutoring, even for MIT and Harvard. Uh, he must have some like rich kids that he's latched onto who are Probably. really, really. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking. Okay, I'm clicking three. Uh, I'm clicking through to his website. Uh huh. First of all, I have to say you have a better website, Adam. Really? That's something. <laughs> okay, the very bottom of his website is a bar that reads, "This sidebar is not active." Loyeria <laughs> Light powered by WordPress. Okay. All this right. is And he's tutoring people in for who are going to MIT basically. Yeah. Um I mean he well, uses to be... he uses Reddit and he he says tutoring students for free in exchange for their testimonials. Well, that's how he started. Yeah. He didn't do that. He's now making lots of money off of them. But he did it for to get some testimonials, which, again, makes you think, okay, this guy clearly had connections. As somebody was somebody was making the joke the other day, it's like, how far can you get into uh, an article about how some millennial, uh, you know, struck it rich and had a, you know, by hard work before they get into, and then he, you know, before they get into the part where they got a huge loan from their parents or an inheritance yeah. or something, basically. And like, it's, again, this guy is... I don't think anyone realized just how lucky this guy is. <laughs> Whoa! Like, no, no, to be able to start wait, your own... Wait, wait. What is it? Just to be able to start your own business and be able to earn three to 4000 up to $14,000, <laughs> like, you have to be insanely lucky. Like, yeah, insanely no. lucky. And... Especially if he's doing stuff for the LSAT or GRE, that's also just kind of like, um, those are tests that 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 test you on logic and how well you take a test. And logic actually isn't that easy to teach. So if he is actually getting good scores for his <laughs> for his students, he has all, yeah. you know, like he uh, has he has all the answers written down and he gives it to them and that's how he makes all his money. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's hacked into. He's hacked I into wouldn't actually say that. That could be libelous. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm joking. That was, of course, a complete joke, and I do not actually think that's. Please what's clarify. Happening. This person can definitely afford a lawyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it, he has rates based on block, but and his rates go down if you buy basically in bulk for hours there but more or less his lowest rate is $200 an hour that's still expensive for a tutor even if it's for some even if it's for for getting tutored for the test that you take in order to get your masters that's yeah that's still a lot <laughs> i mean but if you buy 10 hours it it, his it goes rate... down in price his rate lowers to closer to. Also, I'm sorry, 125 an hour. He also does not have a car because he uses public transportation. Well, that's fine. Well, he I mean, lives that's... in Boston. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He lives in a city where most I've of your money to... for that is going to go into rent anyway. But he doesn't even pay a grand in rent a month. Guys, yeah. can I make a confession? What? Okay. That? Ooh, I'm trying juicy. very hard not to hate Trevor. <laughs> yes. Well, it's... it's um, 
Well, I here's the part I like. Early on, he goes, he's the first to acknowledge he's benefited from both luck and privilege. Good. But then he, when, the way he describes it is, growing up in a family that talked about a lot about money was a definite advantage. In a lot of ways, I feel like I'm good with money, but I'm playing life on easy mode. I'm a single guy with no dependents, and I make a pretty solid income. At no point does he say, yeah, we're super fucking rich. Like, yeah. he just... <laughs> He just goes, oh yeah, it's because my parents taught me things, unlike all you losers, right. whose parents didn't love well, them, I guess. It said like, he went... Where did he go to college? He, does. Oh, he, he went to Princeton. Yeah, he went to Princeton, so he comes from at least some money. Well, Princeton right. is also technically a free school at this point. I don't know if he necessarily went to Princeton... After it became a free school, but Princeton, you, most students don't actually end up having to pay for tuition. Uh, really? That was not the situation when I applied. I'm sure it wasn't. It's a relatively recent thing for Princeton because they get so much in donations now that most students don't necessarily have to pay. And anyone who doesn't make enough money to pay for whatever tuition is left to pay can usually get benefits. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's okay. So I, I, now, I looked at this a couple of years ago, so it's a relatively recent thing for Princeton. That's interesting. But he's he clearly he's been at this for a while, and this is he said I was a student at Princeton University when I began. So it's you know we're talking at least probably five to six years ago at least. It's, yeah. So if it's more recent than that. Then there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Northeastern yeah. and Tufts. Um, yeah. So he worked for a time at a. Crap, why do I keep... A test prep company in mm -hmm. Singapore, I believe, and then basically went out on his own, so he's been doing it for a while. Right. And he is really in location and probably... It doesn't say this, but if your family is wealthy enough, you kind of have a fallback safety net. Yeah. Right. That makes it easier for you to strike out on your own and yeah. start exactly. your own business. My yeah. my other question is, it does mention that he occasionally buys video games, but, like, does he do anything else that is fun? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on the list. Like, there's no... I don't think movies appear anywhere on the list. And, like, I don't think... No, 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 no. Again, and this is why I say I'm actually trying hard not to hate him, despite my first instinct, too. Yeah. Because I feel that it's probably CNBC that is making him see douchier right. than he actually is. It says that, that he does uh, jujitsu as a hobby and writes. Okay, but like, does he do anything for fun? I'm talking about like, like shit that like will not get you money necessarily. I mean, whether it's NBC or his own reportation. Yeah, jujitsu, writing, and coding are his hobbies. But he says, okay, so he says he pays $20 per internet, which I've been told is kind of ridiculous for the for that area. Um, that's, well, that's, I have to think, okay, here's the thing. That's probably shared internet since he's in a shared living situation. I guess yeah. so. But then Same why is his with, cell phone bill $40? Because, that's, because a, that's a family plan. So just his phone costs $40. Right. So chances okay. are... He, his, there was probably depending on what phone company they use it's possible that his he has whatever phone he uses which is likely a smartphone because it's very rare that people don't have smartphones his his phone itself oh. might have been on a payment plan or it was paid for outright okay all right fair enough so he could um, be using an older phone which is perfectly fine um, okay all right all yeah. right 
Because um, actually, my if I were to pay my phone on on its own, I would only be paying about thirty dollars uh thirty dollars a month to my parents because that's about how much the the just just my phone would cost because of our right. specific family plan. Yes. So. Now, and bear in mind, this does not include any of his business budget, obviously. No. Um, he does he does pay $350 per month for membership at a co-working space, and then that can rate, that can go up, apparently. But that's a business cost, so I guess that's not, uh, I guess it's not being included? I don't know. Um, he, but, but he works for himself, so you should include it in that, I think. Um, but I guess it's a write-off as well, so it's a little complicated. But that's yeah. I, I tend to put the blame here more on CNBC than this guy. Um, I I think that's what's causing this very weird discrepancy in what he's spending. Um, yeah, I don't understand why it's a story otherwise, right. other than CNBC's sort of implication that this is something anyone can do. Right. One, Except it's, it's by not. Trevor's own admission, it's incredibly not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's a really huge outlier and not a typical guy at all. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of reminded of the theory that a lot of the stuff you read about, both in terms of, like, the things that get advertised at you that you can't afford and the articles you read about this kind of thing, are mostly meant to enforce class boundaries more than anything and say, this is what you'll never have, you yeah. peons kind of thing. Um, and I, and again, I think the fact that there are so many, well, why can't millennials just uh, give up the avocado toast and therefore buy their own house? It's it, it's a strategy someone's got. Why, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be paranoid about it, but it's definitely there's definitely a sense of, Oh, millennials should stop whining. Look at how well all these other millennials are doing. Who, who also you, happen basically. to be white and possibly male. <laughs> right. Well, that is definitely a factor as well. Yeah, like, this should not have been an article if only for that reason. Like, they should have just looked at, oh, this is another white male who happened to come from probably a middle-class family and therefore did okay right. for himself because he was extremely lucky. <laughs> I think uh, more than middle-class, I would say, probably. Probably. He's definitely, there's definitely some hidden, as they say, invisible wealth somewhere hiding in this article. Mostly um, I say middle-class because the middle-class is a lie in this country right now because most yeah. people who consider themselves middle-class are technically poor. So... Yeah. <laughs> well, like, he's uh, upper middle class. Though. Yeah, yes. like he he yeah. he is he is not that branch of middle class that is technically poor. <laughs> so, so so yeah, it's the, there's a really good chance that his parents basically paid for his schooling, which is why he does not have student loan debt and he doesn't have that to worry about. No, actually, full disclosure. Yeah, I don't have student loans. Okay. Mm. You're and lucky. The, yeah, I know. Oh, we got two people I, on this podcast and those student loans. Maybe no, you should hate I, us and not this guy, not Trevor. <laughs> no, and I feel very lucky and I'm very grateful. And a big consideration in where I went to college was which one do parents work at, which comes with free tuition. Hmm. Also, Grit Post. Okay. The website has an article on it. Basically dissecting it, what we said by Tom Cahill, and they also point out that they literally cannot figure out how rent is so low. <laughs> Even with four people? Yeah. Let's talk about Hope Punk. <laughs> Let's talk about Hope Punk. Okay. Let's talk about Hope Punk, baby. So this was all the rage yesterday, as in the close of the, or not yesterday, but in the 
waning days of the new year, everyone was talking about Hope Bunk. The latest storytelling trend is all about weaponized optimism. The article is by... No, 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 wait. Wasn't Hope Pump, uh, Hope Punk the computer that's the mentor to She-Ra? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I have, know she I still haven't well. watched She-Ra, so... Is that the new Shira, or because I've seen the new Shira and I don't remember the the computer that's a mentor to Shira in that one. So yes, isn't it Light Hope in? Ah, okay, there you go, Light okay. Hope. All right. Well, then there's you know, Hope, hope Punk, and Charity. And I'm doing great today. It's hope. always good to explain the joke. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, I hope Punk. You won't do that anymore. I okay. Never mind. That was there. See, I I covered for your terrible joke with a far worse one. Um, the idea here in this article seems to be that uh, people are hopeful about things. This is a radical new trend that has never been seen in stories before. Um, it was based on it. You know, it's a good. I think one of the things that people are overlooking about this is it's based on a Tumblr post. Uh, someone literally made a Tumblr post about that said that's uh, literally the entire post was the opposite of grimdark is hope punk declared alexandra roland a massachusetts writer in a two-sentence tumblr post in july 2017 pass it on and then with this simple dictum the literary movement known as hope punk was born like <laughs> it's a throwaway line on tumblr but then okay, so then she fleshed it out a bit more with her own uh, her own thoughts about it. But it's, I mean, it's so basic as a storytelling trope uh, in terms of what they're trying to find here. Keep fighting no matter what. Um, if and they even say if that seems too broad, after all, aren't all fictional characters fighting for something? Then consider the concept of hope itself, with all the implications of love, kindness, and faith in humanity it encompasses. Okay. Now picture that swath of comfy ideas not as bright, not as a brightly optimistic state of being, but as an active political choice made with full self-awareness that things might be bleak or even frankly hopeless, but you're going to keep hoping, loving, being kind nonetheless. Again, none of this seems original or remarkable at all. I can't... I mean, I, isn't the point of, like, the grim dark wave is because everything was too hopeful for so long that people were like, no, we need to... need." some harsh truths about the world and thus grimdark was born <laughs> well i don't even know uh, if... yeah. and i'd say that sort of 70s, i mean i'm not saying that's not necessarily true yeah but like like that's the mentality of people who are into grimdark it's 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 act it's because I... it's because things are too happy and too optimistic and too positive and we need things to be negative once in a while. And then... I'd say that I, I, I even with her. those, rather than just being negative, mm -hmm. it was a pushback against restrictive censorship or morality practices. Yeah, that's right. That I would, I would, in a lot of media, be it uh, Hayes Code, Comstock laws, uh, Comics Authority, right, promotion, etc. Right. Which yeah. a lot of the things that we see as grimdark, such as The Dark Knight Returns, mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. writing of the 80s and some of the movies there are yeah. direct result of that corset being loosened. Yeah. Right. Well, I, mean... I think I, I think it's interesting that you can go back, because you're going back quite far, mm -hmm. uh, and it's, to me, nowadays when you talk about grimdark, I would describe it as, uh, you know, someone, uh, people who are kind of 
juvenile, but they want to be taken seriously. Yep. <laughs> so they get really dark, and it's that kind of, we've gone past the point where, like, oh yeah, pop culture is so relentlessly cheerful and sunny and bright and happy all the time. Let's get, let's inject some reality, man. Let's get a little darker and a little more gritty and a little more serious. And that was more of a noble attitude at a time when, you know, corporate art and and cult, popular culture were just relentlessly saying oh you gotta have a happy ending you gotta have everything good and happy and blah 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 but at this point that's become something you can do there aren't any boundaries against it anymore we certainly passed that in like in movies in the 70s and in comics in the 80s and it everything got i'd say around the 60s it became far more acceptable to just have a downbeat ending or 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 be a little more bleak in your regard for things i, I there, film noir goes back before that there are a few things you can point to before that but in general the overwhelming culture was that way and then it became possible to do that more 60s and 70s and at this point you're not challenging anyone by being grim and gritty and dark and brutal and it's it's more about you know nerds wanting to be <laughs> seem cool by not the thing that they like isn't for kids it's grim and dark and gritty batman's not for kids he's grim and dark and gritty so that kind of thing you know it's a graphic novel not a comic <laughs> yeah exactly because yes. like yeah like looking at because at the the bottom of the article they have recommendations for stuff that's hope punk and it's like, like I have a few issues. Uh, and okay, this is kind of really bugging me. Yeah, uh -huh. it's just it's just like if hope punk is such a new concept, then you actually shouldn't really have quite so many um, <laughs> recommendations for books, m movies, and music like. Um, well, I mean, technically, nor should it radiate back in time to things made before this literary movement. Yeah. yeah. You, like, can, you can all... Like, you if can it all, was just can, stuff that was maybe in the past decade or so, but, like, it's not, like, Discworld. See, could, all of Discworld is listed under books. And, oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got, <laughs> they've, they've got Mad Max Fury Road on the same list as Parks and Recreation. It's like, really, Mad Max Fury Road is hope punk to you. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's... Same thing with, with Madoka. Madoka is hope punk. <laughs> Wait, Madoka... Hold on, hold on. Is Modoka is really Magical Modoka put in there? Yeah, Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Oh, okay, here's the thing. I gener That is one of my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It does have a happy ending. Yes, it does. It does. It get... is all. It is, however, for the most part, actually pretty grim and dark. Yep. Yeah. This By guy... design, because I mean, they have children of men on this frigging list. Okay, so Ch this is. I now I need to go into it and um, the Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. yeah. Or Handmaid's Tale. There. <sighs> There's something I've been noticed with a certain kind of reader or viewer of media, mm -hmm. and I'm tr and bear with me because this might be stream of consciousness as I try to figure out how to word it, but like a lack of object permeance <laughs> for sort of non-named characters in a setting. Okay, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, that's how punk because I guess the despot is overthrown at the end, but it's not. That's not really a 
happy story because the despot still had decades of oppressing and literally raping people. Yeah. That doesn't go away. And even then, the plot, the majority of the plot was not about fighting back. It was trying to escape. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But even that, it's like, okay, we ended a great evil. The great evil still happened. It's not... There's kind of a difference between Superman stopping the meteor from hitting Metropolis and Superman letting it hit Metropolis and then helping clean up. Right. Exactly. And that's the problem with this list. They've got examples of people, you know, things are really bleak, but we're going to win out in spite of all odds, which is literally all the bleakest stories. This is what bugs me about the hopeful... I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is what bugs me about the hopeful reading, and this is a thing that just my mind cannot let go of. It's like, oh, yes, we're going to survive and everything. It's like, uh, okay, the, the like, characters you know by name, they survived. A bunch of fucking other people didn't. Yeah. And by statistical odds, you are not a main character. Yeah. Right. No one you know is likely to be a main character. Right. Well, I, I'm I'm willing to say that it's the sort of things are bleak, horrible in this world, but somebody's going to keep struggling and hopefulness is going to arrive. First of all, no matter how bleak a story is, it almost certainly is going to have some note of hope in there. Children of Men is the bleakest damn thing in the world, but it still has a note of hope. How many stories can you think of that are literally like, nope, there's no hope, you're all going to die, the end. Like Thomas that, Lugotti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a small handful you can point to. I mean, sure. the, uh, and fucking and fucking Mark Miller. Well, yeah, because that's Mark Miller. So even Mark Miller, I wouldn't say is all is generally like that. I think he's wanted. Literally ends with him saying that to the reader. Well, but that's uh, like that's just a troll job. Like that's not that's not trying to say anything about positivity or negativity to me. Um, that's just him trolling. But like even something like Red Sun is not. You know, actually, it ends on a weirdly hopeful note, uh, Red Sun. You just, when you've got, so this list includes stuff like Fury Road, Children of Men, Angel, because of course it has the famous ending of Angel, which I don't sp- want to spoil for anyone, but mm-hmm. it is very much, maybe we can keep struggling in spite of hopelessness. Yeah, jeez, between Angel and Modica, we're really dancing around spoilers. Yeah. Right. But, so, now here's the thing. Then they put in, like, Parks and Recreation, uh, Steven Universe, Supergirl, The Flash, and, uh, you know, Star Trek. And those are completely different in regards to how they see... Yes, they all have hope, but one is literally, like, straining for hope. As you said, one of them is straining for hope in an extremely dark, cruel world. Others are like, well, why don't we just portray a world where people can actually be good to each other and be nice to each other, which is something you need as well. But there's absolutely no relationship between that and the story where, you know, things you keep fighting in the face. Of, like, that's not what Parks and Recreation is. You're not, str- they're not struggling again. I guess you could sort of make the argument that she's fighting against the bureaucracy, but come on, that's nothing like friggin' Children of Men, for God's sake. The po- the appeal of Parks and Recreation is that the people are generally good at their jobs, they're trying to do the best they can do, they're friendly, they're, you know, it's an upbeat show. That's a completely different take from <laughs> that other thing. You know, like, they're lumping in, literally, every time I saw Hope in a story, take a drink, you know, and, and add it to the list, basically. Yeah. There's... N- there's no coherent definition of this stuff. That's the problem. So, 
And it's so, even if you focused on one of those two things, I think it would be way too vague to call it some new movement that's just arrived. You know what I mean? Like, No, I think if anything, it is a pushback more to the idea that mature things have to be very bleak. Yeah. But that pushback has been happening since the 2000s. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so she's saying, like, she puts Lord of the Rings in there. And again, Lord of the Rings, sure, it's about struggling to win out of the dark world. But that came along significantly, I think, before we got into the grim, the current grim dark wave. And to be honest, I actually think Lord of the Rings, in some ways, contributed to the grim dark wave aesthetically. It's yeah, not a story yeah. of grim darkness in terms of its setting. Also... Holy fuck, Watership Down? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Is that Hope Punk, according to them? Well, they actually, yes, they, water- ha- okay. they, have, they have a paragraph explaining why it's actually Hope Punk, despite its notorious darkness, quote-unquote. No, wa- <laughs> Watership Down most definitely fucking makes this meaning incomprehensible, because how can you take something that's whole origin and being is like, it's like a children's story. Mm-hmm only realistically bleak and there's nightmare fuel in it. Yep. Yeah. And take that as hope punk. Yeah, there's uh, I guess there's like a happy ending there, but it's still legitimately it's deconstructing uh-huh. like the chi- the hopefulness of a child story. But it's right. about bunnies. It's about bunnies. Again, this is this is literally just <laughs> Here's a list of things that I somewhat enjoy. Is basically what this has become. Yeah. Um, here are a couple. Here, are, here's a list of things that make me feel good ultimately in the end, and therefore it's hope punk. And it's just kind of like, no. I mean, even something that's sad can make you feel things, and not necessarily yeah. bad things. Like, I mean. This is so broad as to encompass all of human storytelling and art and aesthetics. Like you, there, you can't put anything as, as like if you're if you're going to include uh, Fury Road, Angels in America, Children of Men, why not include the frigging stuff that they're calling dark, grim dark? Why not include the Dark Knight? Yeah. Why not include I don't know what? Oh, yeah, what else? Do, what the do they Dark list Knight as a... has helpful members like absolutely. Fox, uh... Like, there's the whole metaphor... It, it, like, the dark, the third Dark Knight movie has literally people chanting rise. Yeah. As the hero climbs out of the uh, physical manifestation mm. of Joseph Campbell's... Un- of the descent to hell and the underworld. Right. And it's... it's, uh, it's... I almost said Bruce Campbell's, but... <laughs> that would have been a movie for you, right? That yeah. would make the hero's journey a I much mean... more interesting book to read. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was saying the Dark Knight like the the movie the dark knight um it is quote grim dark but it has one of the most uplifting it's it's not always consistently about this but it has one of the more uplifting climaxes in which the hero uh not only triumphs but he doesn't just beat the bad guy he manages to sort of philosophically beat him as well because the bad guy was going to prove see mankind are scum oh yeah no mankind beats the joker yeah yeah well, His that, experiment fails on that. 
Mm. Exactly. So, I mean, that's... And yet, most people would say that The Dark Knight was a grimdark type of movie, basically. So, where are you drawing this line? They, The examples they give, and admittedly, uh, they say the pre, uh, modern era Batman, so, again, that doesn't make sense. Then they have Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. Now, I can see Breaking Bad in that it has an anti-hero for protagonist, mm -hmm. which is something that isn't shared by all the other things that they list. So, I guess there's that, maybe. And Walking Dead, I have not watched in a long time. I know it's seen is pretty dark. So a lot of people, I, I, Game of Thrones is something that gets listed a lot, and that's another thing I, I feel like it needs to be pointed out that the books, especially, but now the show in the last little while, mm -hmm. they've been coming around to no, the good guys actually can start to make a difference by teaming up and fighting. It's in a bleak world. It's often described as this nihilistic show, but I always knew it was going to come around to, yeah, but eventually the good guys are going to band together and triumph and figure out a way against this darkness. So it's, in many ways, as with happy endings, it's a case of, well, when do you analyze the story? Once it's finished, maybe it's going to come around to what you say, where there's a moment of hope and triumph and uplifting stuff, you know? Like if you'd ended, um, you know, Children of Men... <laughs> you know, ten minutes earlier, it's just as dark as some of this other stuff. In fact, it's even darker. So, you know, part of yeah, me I was actually well. Part of me also wonders if this is also a question of aesthetics, and this isn't necessarily the case for the books, but certainly the movies, and that and that might be a, things that are more visual, and that might be a reason why certain things aren't here because they because a lot of the times grim dark has a certain look. It doesn't necessarily just have a feel, but it also right. has a look. So it well, does, that's just. And so that's what it seems like they're also trying to get at, but then it's just kind of like, well, then you're not actually saying that Hope Punk has an aesthetic look as well as a feel to it. Because yes. I, I don't know everything on here, but I would say that despite Madoka having its darker themes, um, that technically speaking, aesthetically, it has a lot in common with Sailor Moon, which is all fucking pastel and rainbows everywhere, but right. at the end of almost at the end of every season of Sailor Moon, spoilers, all of her friends die and she always brings them back. <laughs> okay. Have not seen Sailor Moon. And that's why you that. always need a cleric in your D&D party. <laughs> and also more spoilers, the main character, Sailor Moon, is literally is supposed to become the entire cosmos. <laughs> she can alter reality if she wants to. Well, that's very hope punk, I guess. I don't know, because so, literally everything is hope punk. But, so, like, if hey. you compare those two things with, like, Orphan Blacker's Pacific Rim, it's just kind of like, no, aesthetically, those two shows don't have anything in common with a couple of Magical Girl series, which are all, again, no. sunshine and rainbows. So. Yeah, like I say, Lord of the Rings is grimdark aesthetically, but story-wise, it's not, it's hopeful and optimistic and about good people and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Uh, you know... You've got the exact I mean, opposite okay, of that. Okay, not to put too fine a point on it, Lord of the Rings has a general happy ending, but the age of elves and magic is still over. They leave sure. the mortal world mm -hmm. to, you know, sail east and everything, and Frodo is so fucking broken from the journey that he leaves with them, yep. Yep. and that he never recovers from it and can never live a normal life. Yeah. Right. There was evil was defeated, but this isn't all bright and sun shall ever. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Exactly. And that's also Precisely. why Tolkien never wrote the sequel that he intended to write. Because <laughs> yeah. he realized, oh, wait, this, this, this isn't what I want to write. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the opposite of what Lord of the Rings ended up becoming by the time you got to the end of the story. And he didn't want to do that. So, yeah. Unfortunately, while Grimdark is a known literary device, technically speaking, turning on turning it on its head has already existed because Grimdark was a reaction to what already existed. So, See, no. I still feel like you haven't like I still feel like they never defined Grimdark very well. Like is it film noir or is it, you know, the late at, recent at, at this point it's it's basically a bunch of people wanting to be edgy <laughs> that's what right, grimdark, exactly that's what grimdark is and so if you want the opposite of that then it's a bunch of people who want everything again to be sunshine and rainbows but like we've had that that that's that's we've had that for years Right. So it's why people like friendship is magic. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, oh boy, that's. Great. Hey, I'm not saying why bronies get obsessed with it, but it's, think, reason, um, but it's the reason why it's popular. Like it's a happy no, shoot, show. I should, I should. It's a happy <laughs> show. Cough, cough, clump, thick. One thing I keep th- uh, coming back to is. The in general, the idea that things don't have to be mean spiritedly depressing to be mm. good is good advice for writers. Yes, that is true. But I am also a bit hard paced to think of stuff that is legitimately one hundred percent without some sense of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can think of a few examples. I, I meant, and honestly, few of them are actually good for that reason. Right. right. I would say Thomas Ligari works because he writes uh, horror short fiction. Okay. Yeah. So his seemingly genuine bleak nihilism feeds well into that. Okay. The other stuff that I can think of is kind of, again, either just trolling mean-spirited stuff like Mark Miller or the same thing, but it's never gotten popular and is only niche or cult status. Yeah. 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 Like I can't think of anything that's really hit the mainstream that No, no. You're you're is that. I I think I to be maybe semi fair to this. I think one of the few things you could say that is a little different like that the grimdark sort of maybe went more mainstream than it's ever been in the last decade or two right. and that you it always existed but it was never like the big popular stuff was grim and gritty it was always like that was the sort of cult stuff which is what made it seem kind of cool and edgy and rebellious mm-hmm. you know the dark knight returns sure everyone it's a big cultural milestone but most people even in like 1986 most people didn't know it existed and thought of batman as you know adam west and burt ward you know like that that like if you talk to the random person on the street they would have thought that it's only since dare I say, post 9-11, that people have really gotten into, like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're okay with mass media being all dark and, and, and sort of, there's a certain, like, because there's always been characters dying and, you know, shock and, you know, horror has maybe become a more serious genre in the last two decades. You don't get that sort of blood splattered, ah, 300, you know, 
ah, this is brutal. You know, 300 is not about, I mean, there's another story that <laughs> has a hopeful story if you if you obey its own logic. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's got that whole sort of fascist If you love idea. fascism, 300 is very hopeful. Um, uh. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but it, that's exactly it. Because that's that was my, my a point I referenced when I first saw this article. It's like, yeah, whose ideals are being valorized and made hopeful? Is mm-hmm. it the triumph of actually good ideals, or is it the triumph of you know, things that aren't that great or aren't, either aren't well thought out or are actively negative, but, you know, they're being portrayed as, well, our guy hits the other guy hard enough to win, and that's triumphant, you know, like, so, which is a problem with a lot of superhero stories, for instance. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's still superficially hopeful because the good guy wins, you know what I mean? It's And, and it doesn't even have to be grimdark and bleak and edgy, to be that, you can say sort of, well, a terrible person just won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's you can have that kind of attitude if you like. So there's a that's another level to what's grim and what's hopeful. And also, can we just say that hope punk is a really, really terrible phrase? Oh, it is. It's yeah, awful. I feel like we keep meandering because there's not good enough definitions to really bounce anything off of. Right. Yeah. They they didn't think it through at all. No, they didn't. <laughs> sure. And and. It's clickbait. It's clickbait. It really is. And the fact that, like, this is a... You said this is a term that she coined in 2017, and it took them this long to to, for, to really take off. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like... From a Tumblr post, again, we yeah. want to emphasize. Did you actually read on the... If you go down to the uh, Frank Turn to the Next Storm video and click on where it says Elaborated... Um, that's, you can, and actually, oh, sorry, I put it in the uh, Discord as well, but you can read the original Tumblr post. Yeah, I I did look at it, and she she was the one who brought up The Handmaid's Tale, which is, like... It seems like she was a little more strictly going for, things are bleak and horrible and rough, but you're going to reach for something hopeful. It seems like she was a little more specific about it, Yeah, um, and she didn't have this whole Steven Universe as hope punk. Like, she didn't put that in, you know? But even then, that's just like, well, that is literally every single underdog story that has ever been written. On that note, maybe let's move on to the next thing. I think we've covered that pretty thoroughly. Okay. Um, uh, So let's deal with um, the big one, then. Which is? Uh, John McAfee. (laughs) okay (laughs) so do we want to like do rock paper scissors to shoot for who gets to read out this tweet all right wait i got an idea i'm thinking of a number between one and ten and whoever gets it closest will get to read it sound good okay adam okay uh seven avi uh five Okay, it was eight, which is what I guessed, so I'm reading it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing it now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Posted from John McCaffrey. <clears throat> Enough of this whale fucking is non-consensual bullshit. A humpback whale weighs 70,000 pounds, is 50 feet long, can dive more than a quarter mile, and can crush ships with a single swipe of its tail. If a human manages to fuck one, you damn well better believe it's consensual. <laughs> and I will repeat what I said to Ing when he sh- when he showed me the tweet over New Year's, which was, "This is considering the dolphins have been known to rape." <laughs> <laughs> this is one that I think the only replies. I don't know what brought this brought this up, but your experiences are not universal. <laughs> And 
noted that apparently John McAfee is a millionaire software developer. Yeah, so he, well, John McAfee is the creator of McAfee software, uh, antivirus software, <laughs> uh, or is one of the founders of the company that built it or whatever. I don't okay. know his exact relationship. As usual with these guys, they probably just threw money at it. And I did not know anything. he took a minor in marine biology. <laughs> well, he was type he was tweeting before this about see i don't know if you know the backstory to this but uh-huh. he was tweeting about how he was participating in i believe a maori ritual uh in which you know once a year they were all supposed to you know uh cordon off a whale and one of them supposed to fuck them uh, this may be something he made up in his head or he hung out with the maori and the warrior decided to troll him i don't know um i should be careful not to be culturally insensitive because it may be a real thing but boy it's uh kind of hard to believe that i can't I... believe they cut that scene from moana i know i'm what i'm the ocean willing... is a friend what... of his what i am more willing to believe is that he misinterpreted something and thought it was somebody trying to fuck a whale <laughs> when well, it's actually claimed... not he claims he claims to be part of this group who does it or whatever like there's a private so the other an earlier tweet is some call me whale fucker all right there's a private club of a few dozen maori men and one butch woman why does he say that that meet in molokai each year to fuck a whale true men on paddle boards heard the whale while one tries to fuck it wouldn't let me in the club tried it alone epic fail The hell? <laughs> <laughs> I will link Do you this. Maori fuck whale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Oh god. Uh. And like this, this has got to be something that he that they told him. Oh yeah, we're gonna go fuck whales. Ha ha ha. And and he yeah. bought into it. <laughs> yeah, because white people are that dumb when it comes to foreign cultures, unfortunately. Hold on, can I make one observation? <sighs> that yes. this is the erotic version of the drill, if they throw me out of the zoo for yelling at the penguins, <laughs> I will face God and work backwards into hell. I mean, the the only other thing I can think of is, has have you both seen Blackfish? I have not. Okay. I know of it. Okay, have you seen Blackfishing? I have not. I know that it's supposed to be about SeaWorld's uh, poor policies. Correct. Well, um... Me too. Spoilers, there is a... It's not graphic, but it's... it's, You can very clearly tell what's happening. And, um... (laughs) Basically, you see a bunch of trainers milk a male well for its sperm. (laughs) Especially if SeaWorld is doing that with a known whale that has anger issues. So, yeah. Well, no fucking wonder the whale has anger issues. <laughs> you would think. Okay, I I want to clarify, I'm specifically using DuckDuckGo because I do not want any search engine to save a copy of this search term. <laughs> Which right now is, do Maori have sex with whales? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. DuckDuckGo provides... Wait, wait, wait. No useful information. No. So it's it's almost certain that John McAfee is making this up. Or, at the very least, has wildly misinterpreted an actual ritual that exists. <laughs> yeah. But... 
it's just hilarious that he's just spouting off against this. And then he's like, I tried to, I just can't get past. They wouldn't let me in the club, so I tried to do it alone. So, so he, there's a follow-up tweet. Somebody wanted to ask a Twitter, a, tw- a Twitter account that's called a whale fact, whether or not they can verify this is true. And then oh, John okay. McAfee replies, I might lie about where I've been all night, whether the drugs belong to me, whether I'm married, whether I had sex with your girlfriend slash wife slash dog, whether I know the whereabouts of somebody. But seriously, what would I gain by admitting that I lost a whale fucking contest? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point! But then there's also the question of what do you gain on tweeting this, tweeting this unprompted? I don't know, unless he just wants to prove that, yeah, sometimes politicians fuck pigs and that's totally normal because secret clubs and shit. <laughs> okay, so in the very extensive Wikipedia article on Maori culture, yes. I have skimmed it via just doing a term search for whale, Okay, and there are many things on... The Mayor's interaction with whales and whalers. There is nothing on any ritual involving fucking whales. I'm sure there is. You don't say. Which I have a strong feeling, uh, given the similar pages with, like, the Inuit stuff, that would be under controversy. Yeah. Right. (laughs) To say the least. Oh my god. It's under controversy and even further down under, please don't make us type this out, (laughs) internet. (laughs) Don't make us have to clarify that this is not real. Oh, hold on. What am I thinking? Snopes having (laughs) sex with whales. Uh huh. It it took me a while to find a response that 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 asks if the whale consented, but I'm pretty sure there was a couple of But the closest response I get, and the number one there, is the Snopes story entitled "Swedish Man Dies After Having Sex with Hornet's Nest," (laughs) which was determined after extensive investigation to be false. Hold on, there's something in the forums about them talking about whether a now-defunct website about how to have sex with dolphins was accurate or not. Oh, God. Well, we could definitely fall down a rabbit hole there. So thanks, John McAfee. (laughs) Well, okay, I should specify that uh, John McAfee is apparently a bit... uh, Infamous or famous for uh, being, being crazy? Being yeah, being I, I'm, I'm oh, scrolling weird. through his Twitter account right now, and I'm just um okay. But it's, it, it's not just his Twitter account, though. Yeah, it's I'm things- sa- okay. I'm sad to report that the Snopes forum uh-huh. topic did not <laughs> give any fruitful search because it quickly got derailed into a debate on whether people have ever actually successfully had sex with alligators. <laughs> Why? Uh... I'm going to guess no. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually, it got pretty heated because there's people uh, saying that this happened in Florida, so of course. <laughs> oh, God. It's not outrageous. And Florida other people, man. And then people saying that by the anatomy of a gator this should not be something that they imagine someone could possibly do in any w- easy way without the gator 
vigorously protesting enough. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think it's the pro like this this protesting <laughs> from an alligator that you're or a crocodile that you're going to expect like, oh, you know, please, sir, don't do this to me. It's a crocodile. Yeah. As I I actually would agree with McAfee on that one. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're having sex with it, if you successfully have sex with a crocodile, it it wasn't non consensual. Uh, um, mm. the, the the question is, will everyone, will that ever happen to anyone? But yeah, so John McAfee like has he has a criminal record. Uh, he's a parent, I believe, hiding out in Belize, and literally he's a guy who like hides his location from everyone and doesn't want anyone to know where he is at any given time. Uh, you know, he's super rich, so he can, you know, afford to, like, be on the lam and live off the grid. Uh, sort of. I mean, he's tweeting, but but his given location at any time is not always known. Um, but there's literally a murder that this guy's associated with. Uh, really? To a certain extent. I yeah, did not know it's, that. Uh, um, he's uh, there's an uh, there are allegations uh, that he was he's wanted for quest he was wanted for questioning in connection with murders uh, murder of his neighbor oh. uh, here there's an article yeah um, it doesn't mean he killed him obviously but the guy is a, enough of a weirdo that people are like why are you know why is a string of <laughs> criminal stuff following John McAfee around the the um, like literally a, a an interview with this guy is him like playing with a gun. Uh, and they took a picture of him with the gun to his head. Uh, he just seems weird. For, for he's he's he he's Hunter S. Thompson esque in many ways. From yeah, what yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm now also got distracted into looking up. Do dolphins actually rape people? Oh God! Um, <sighs> I know. Well, there was a King of the Hill episode about that. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing, and this is going to be my instinct on it. Uh -huh. I suspect that this is largely a myth. Well, dolphins have been known the... to rape other dolphins. Like, that is something that yeah. has been observed. Uh... Hasn't it? Hey, he's... T Ing's the biologist here. But is he the marine biologist? <laughs> uh, en enough about dolphins. I... I think that there's no way to confirm that, okay. given that you cannot speak to dolphins that is without true. somebody projecting anthropomorphism onto them. Gotcha. While it while it might be a thing, and there are have been described of rape gangs of dolphins where they yeah. uh, male circle a female and seemingly do not let her leave until she allows them to copulate with her. It's also an extensive thing that dolphins will have sex for pleasure and are generally really randy swingers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to say. And it is also that dolphins pl uh, non-sexually play with each other in a lot of ways that can be mistaken for fighting. Okay. Right. Or harsher gotcha. because they're very hardy and they will actually like ram cats. each other against rocks and do thi things. So there is actually a big article like seeking to debunk the myth of dolphin rape saying that it's pretty much well, kind of a a hippie bashing pushback to people who really like dolphins. Right. And yeah. it's the edgy thing to say but that it requires a lot of anthropomorphization that we're not sure about. I'm legit not comfortable saying either way. I'm going to say it's overblown. Okay. Now That's understandable. there could 
Also, dolphin sex lasts for fraction for a very short time, so that's something to consider. Um, well, now I feel better about myself. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm I trying to. Well, so the main reason why people bring that stuff up about dolphins has a lot to do with people who just want to go and swim with golf dolphins, sometimes while pregnant, and I'll, and there are legitimately marine biologists who specialize in dolphins who are like, no, don't do that. That's stupid. They're literally wild animals. You shouldn't just go do that yeah, because yes, you liked watching Flipper as you were growing up. Like, <laughs> look, you'll probably be fine, but. It is a very large, very powerful animal that accidentally could even hurt you. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mean, dolphins are very intelligent, and right. uh, I, so you tend to the, associate intelligence with aggressiveness to a certain extent. Sometimes. So the issue of where the dolphins being randy with people seems to be is that when dolphins are really socialized with people, mm-hmm. they there will be some species confusion, and they may on occasion attempt to interact with people as they would other dolphins. Ah, okay. Okay. I think that's where the... (laughs) That's the weird inspiration for the Echo the Dolphin video game apparently comes from. (laughs) So, there may definitely be a thing uh, where dolphins effectively invite people to unknowingly stimulate them. Ah, okay. Via... Basically requesting tummy rubs. Mm. And if... And there are occasions where, like, dolphins may seemingly attempt to see if someone's sexually interested with a... If a human's sexually interested. Okay. Again, via rubbing erection against them or females presenting. I should also point out, this is behavior also seen in... Chimpanzees. Okay. That have domesticated with human. And just naturally, for some reason, we're not entirely sure out of nowhere, by large birds such as turkeys and ostriches. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> Tur- no, turkeys and ostriches, the way that they process visual information and recognize each other. Humans look very close to being one of their own species. Okay. <laughs> That's really weird, but okay. <laughs> Including to the point where it seems that ostriches find humans far more attractive than other ostriches. What? How does yeah. that even work? <laughs> Which we know because ostriches have a very distinct mating dance that they do. Yes, in attempts to proposition, I've seen that. I which have seen they've that. observed, they will do far more readily for humans than other ostriches. <laughs> oh, God. Well, how did this species survive? They're well, for a long time, they well, weren't around be- humans, and then suddenly they were around humans. Yeah. Because, okay, because when your brain's the size of a walnut, you have to prioritize, and in general, bald head walks on two feet, about right. my size, is pretty much close enough. There's not okay. many other things in the Sahara that's gonna qualify as that and not be an ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Oh that is God. true. But wow. So are they... Similarly are, are... for tur- simili- Apparently a lot of turkey attacks come from either male turkeys <laughs> being... Uh, intimidated by humans seeing them as uh, challengers, or by female turkeys being upset that their 
but that either their advances were ignored or that this very <laughs> slutty newcomer has hell has hell has no fury like a turkey spurn pecking order yeah but but, the, but but like turkeys aren't human size like ostriches yes. at least our height but turkeys are not so what no, they see us as really big turkeys, which might be why there's so much sexual interest, because, oh, you are very impressive. You are quite large. Very swole. Oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to... I should also point out that birds like turkeys and ostriches and peacocks will see their own reflection in a mirror and fight it, thinking that it's a challenger. Yeah. Uh, so... That's pretty classic. And specifically, it can get into brutal fights because the bird will do everything to show that it's intimidating and wait for the other bird to show some sign of submissiveness or step down uh-huh. and back away from the encounter. But of course, since it's a fucking reflection, they things don't. just escalate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Yep. In some ways, these birds can be very smart. In other ways, they are literally some of the dumbest motherfuckers possible. Well, yeah, like, a lot of animals are very smart in very stupid ways. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, So there you have it, folks. And all, all you ever want to know about animal-human sex. Well, yeah. no, I suppose there's quite a lot more we could go into. So let's end the se- podcast right here for the sake oh, of thank all of our God, sanity. Cause... Yeah. Because <laughs> go- Lord knows we were going to open a portal into a Lovecraftian universe if we kept going. Probably. Um... <laughs> well, no, because anyway. I, I think it's the turkeys that they mentioned in an episode of QI where they did test to see... <laughs> to what extent they could entice a male turkey to procreate? Avi, and stop. We it... have to stop. <laughs> no, Ian. <laughs> Apparently, all they needed was the head of a turkey on a stick. <laughs> Turkeys do not have very good visual processing. I was going to say, are they probably and, not? And apparently, a real by... head is marginally better than a fake head. <laughs> One would hope. Jeez. So, okay. Adam, are you aware of the turkey death cults? I am not aware of that. No, no, this is a phenomenon in wild turkey behavior. Okay. As it's been observed, and it came up a couple years ago, video of it went viral, of there was a dead animal, and around it was a ring of turkeys walking in a circle around this dead animal. Okay. Oh Seemingly, in what very, what to a human look like, this is a ritualistic procession of some sort. Okay. This is well-known turkey behavior, and what happens is turkeys like to move basically in kind of a line. Okay. And have a flocking instinct that they follow the turkey in front of them. Uh-huh. A turkey, when it sees something unusual, has the instinct to start a circle around it because their eyes are on the side of the head to get a good look. Now, if the line of turkeys is long enough, one turkey stopping to look at something unusual, like a dead cat in the instance of this video, can run up against the back of the turkey at the back of the line, and thus its flocking instinct activates, and it will start following that turkey... 
and this will continue until an outside stimulus breaks the p- pattern of behavior. Okay. Wow. So wow. Wow. Oh, God. Unless um, someone they... else disrupts it or it gets to the stage where the turkeys need to sleep or eat or something, <laughs> they will continue doing they that They collapse from exhaustion. Yeah. They'll just, they'll just circle around this this dead thing just because just, yeah. just well, it's there. All the turkeys No, no, no. The to... dead thing is no longer actually important to them. They're simply following the turkey in front. <laughs> oh, no. Unaware and unable to process that they've looped themselves. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All the turkeys listening to this podcast are going, Aha! We've fooled the humans. They do not understand the dark ritual that we have used to summon. Oh, my God. Devourer of souls. He of the wattle. His wattle will block out the sun. <laughs> All right. Uh, the floor we... now recognizes high priest wattles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bishop Nom... Clucker. <laughs> Nom solariat, my turkey brethren. My poultry brethren. <laughs> well, if you were... They're worshipping a giant statue of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Yeah. And in spring no, no, no. geons, even death may die. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Cthong, Cthong, it... Sanders! <laughs> but that's a wrong, the wrong bird. But they, but the turkeys are the ones who have a holiday literally devoted to uh, being killed and eaten. So that would probably make them a little morbid, I guess. So there you go. But one of them <laughs> always gets pardoned. One of them, yes. (laughs) So, after all that of explaining turkey behavior, I have to also clarify, turkey are considered smart amongst the wild fowls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Turkeys are considered intelligent. (laughs) Oh my god. And they are, in many respects, when it comes to visual (laughs) processing (laughs) and a bunch of herd instincts, they are literally dumb as fucking rocks. (laughs) God. Uh, uh, uh. That'll teach those turkeys. Well, I f- I, I want sure to clarify. Feel- there have been like trackers and hunters that have legit been outsmarted by these birds <laughs> because they can otherwise be very intelligent. Well, the hunter, the hunter's uh, flocking instinct gets triggered by walking. <laughs> if you're following a turkey. You just run around the, the dead animal all day. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. Well, I could really go for a turkey sandwich, so why don't we uh, we put a pin in that? Yep. <laughs> you tur you turkeys, and um, so uh, we'll on that note we'll uh, enter into the new year, 2019. Um, so enjoy your turkey leftovers, everyone. Oh, hey, uh, can I? Yep. Plug okay, something? go ahead. You have a bit. Yeah, I have a. A webcomic that's just been launched at whatisbrandecho.com. Oh, yes, Brand Echo. With oh. uh, writer Charlotte Finn. Oh, yes. yay, that's your big project, right? Yep. Yes. That yay. looks really cool. He's also drawing the cover for Strange Romance 3.5, which will be coming out in a few weeks, too. So that's another thing, yeah. but I'll hype that closer to the date. Okay. Anyway, I, from all of us at Destroy All Clickbait, uh, we're heading out once again. Again, just a reminder that we do have a website now, if you're uh, watching this elsewhere, at destroy-all-clickbait.pinecast, as in the, the tree, .co. Um, so check us out there, uh, subscribe to our Patreons, listen to it early, 
and um, enjoy all the fun stuff that's sure to come down the pike in 2019, and we'll see you all next week. So long. So, good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Night. Thank you. <laughs>